Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. The government's been criticised for its decision to extend parents' leave by three weeks uh, and uh, not until a bit later in the year after the budget. Uh, our friend Laura Erskine from Baby Doc Club is on the line. Uh, good morning to you, Laura. Good morning. Now, this has been a very tough time especially for new parents, hasn't it? Uh, a lot of the things uh, that uh, support uh, parents during those initial months haven't been available um, in the same way. Absolutely. We've um, heard from many of, of the mums in our Baby Doc Club community how they weren't able to attend even basic vaccination appointments, uh, hospital appointments, developmental checks. Uh, and these, there's a big backlog of those and they're reluctant to return to work or be forced to return to work without having had those completed um, because their maternity leave has, um, has ended. They have exhausted their annual leave and any unpaid parental leave. So there was a call there by a, a number of women who, who came together. In fact, there was over 15,000 people who signed an online petition to extend maternity leave by an additional three months for anybody who had their baby during the pandemic. And that was to allow for them to access those professional supports um, as as the country now reopens. Um, And it's not just the hospital and medical side of things. There was also lots of, uh, you know, issues around, you know, mum and baby communities, not being able to um, see family, how in many instances parents, uh, their partner wasn't with them during birth, birth and how that has actually affected their mental health, how they haven't had all of this, this uh, family support and how they now need to embrace this um, as lifestyle restrictions have relaxed uh, and bond with their baby. And I suppose it's going in line with the ultimate government aim, which is to have baby with both parents um, for the first 12 months of life. So yeah. that was the call to extend yeah. the leave. And Unfortunately, it didn't go far enough, though. Well, what is it? Because the thing is, there's um, different types of leave. There's parents' leave, uh, generally two weeks uh, and paid uh, by the state at a particular rate and maybe topped up by the employer. Um that is what they're talking about extending by three further weeks, but not until after the budget in October. But nothing done on maternity leave um, uh, and nothing done on unpaid parental leave above what's already there. Yes, and as you say, it can be quite confusing because there are a number of different types of leave now. Um, the initial call was to extend maternity leave, but I think the government made the right decision in that they what they did was they added on uh, extended parents' leave. And parents' leave can be taken by both parties, uh, both the mum and the dad, or if it's a, a, a same-sex relationship, by both parent um, uh, during the first 12 months of baby's life. So that allows for greater flexibility where uh, both parents are working and maybe it suits for one person to be to take it over the mother. Um, and that's that's a good idea that is paid. However, it just wasn't extended by long enough. And actually, um, this idea to extend parents' leave by an additional three weeks, bringing it from two weeks to five weeks, um, is something that was already in the programme for government. It was something that was already going to take place 
in in the budget anyway. So the fact that they're making this announcement now um, isn't actually responding to what the request was, which was for an extra extra three yeah. months at home with baby, yes. um, whether that's mum or dad, and, and via the parents' leave. And, and of course, you know, people wanted it to happen much more quickly. I know Orlo O'Connor of the National Women's Council of Ireland was making the point that uh, what's needed is something that was immediate uh, and we're well into the pandemic. Now, we're chatting to Laura Erskine from Baby Doc Club. Um, the other thing is, you know, um, those first few months after you have a baby, uh, particularly your first, they're amazing. They're wonderful. They're also hugely stressful, hugely exhausting, very emotional, a time when you really need all the family support that you can get and all of the other supports that are normally there, uh, many of which were not there for months and months uh, for new parents now. Absolutely. Uh, And as you pointed out there, you know, it's having all of that support around you that helps you get through the fog as we like to call it, during those first few months when baby is born. And when you don't have family around, and in some cases, some people didn't have their partner around because their partner was a a frontline worker. And that frontline worker might have been working in the health industry. Um, And therefore, then they they actually had to isolate themselves from their partner and baby when returning home. So there, there are many different nuances Uh, to how babies born during the pandemic didn't have immediate and extended family support, not to mention professional support. And we've all heard about how the breastfeeding rate in Ireland is so low uh, and largely you know, that's through a lack of support. And this is where communities of mums and breastfeeding communities and groups that meet together, support one another to get each other through this. This wasn't available to these mums who, who uh, had their babies in the pandemic. And many of them were trying to access these supports virtually through video calls. But it wasn't the same. They didn't have the, the same support from the public health nurse who, who was able to call into their home on, on a regular basis during those first few weeks, or indeed their GP. So, you know, this is where we really need to extend that support, allow those mums to, I suppose, enjoy their baby, um, to get the professional supports maybe that they need. Maybe their mental health has been affected by the fact that they have, have had no support during those initial few weeks and months. And maybe they need to access that support now before they return to work. And the other issue is childcare. Many mums weren't able to put their baby's names down in creches uh, um, and with childcare institutions in, in their area. And the reason being that those, those childcare providers were closed. Yeah. Uh, and for those who did put their name down, they're now getting phone calls back from those childcare providers saying we're not opening. Well, that's right. So, and, and I mean, apparently the figures now suggest that at the moment, and I accept it's a summer period and a lot of creches do remain closed for July and August in general, not all, but quite a few. But they're talking about maybe just 33% reopened at this point with hopefully more to come uh, in September. And then um, those who are opened are nervous about it, understandably. They have all these new regulations. They're operating restricted hours. So it's it's very tough. One other thing, uh, Laura, and it's very interesting this morning on the show, we are not getting at this particular moment a flood of response to the government's announcement last night. And I think it's a bit of shock, actually. I think people... I people didn't anticipate that even though it had been said by the previous government this could be paused or reversed, that it would actually happen. Um, how are you feeling about it? Do you know, I'm listening to uh, to 
Dr. Uh, or Professor Luke O'Neill talk about um, the the science behind the virus uh, and how that's developing, obviously, on a daily basis. Um, the good news being that they're making better progress with vaccines, but the bad news is that um, you know this virus, you know, is making a resurgence uh, in lots of countries. I mean, Melbourne has back into lockdown. Sydney in Australia, it, it looks like it's next on the line. They saw 28 cases from from one pub alone in Melbourne. Um, and this is where you know you, you, we have to look to other countries who are of a similar um, way of operating as Ireland, and we have to t- learn the lessons. You know, so many people didn't when Italy went through um, their really um, overwhelming, dif- overwhelmingly difficult time, uh, and um, made decisions too late. Uh, and now, you know, we would be foolish not to look um, to other countries and see how when they relax relaxed restrictions and how that affected the country. We need to um, protect one another. Uh, We've all seen the RTE investigates a documentary as to how COVID um, affects those in St. James's Hospital. Um, And I suppose the reality uh, of how this virus is affecting people even on a more long-term basis in terms of um, their organs, their brains, um, even when they recover from the virus, um, how there may be some other long-term effects I think people need to take stock. Uh, and uh, there was one one case of a of a young man in in America who um his last dying words to um his nurse um after being at a COVID party with over a hundred um young people um said he he thought it was all um he thought it was all a scam. He, he didn't believe that there was a virus. He thought it was all a ruse. Yeah. Um and and how how wrong he was. Um, I think we're learning the lessons now that um we actually we can't take this for granted. We're not out of the woods yet. Okay. All right. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time uh, this morning. That is uh, Laura Erskine, a good friend of the Limerick Today show from Baby Doc Club. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.